Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today we're with Justin Breen, the CEO and founder of the PR firm BR Epic Communications. BR Epic is a PR firm that writes compelling, newsworthy stories for its clients and pitches those stories to media across the world. Breen has also has his first book, Epic Business, launching on May 19th. Today, we're talking about how to have more online conversations that turn into offline clients, how to decide on which professional organizations to join, and how to develop relationships that will grow your business faster than you could alone. Thank you for taking the time to be here, Justin. We really appreciate it. Pumped to be here, man. And I'd love, you had mentioned with starting your business, the biggest lesson you learned is do what you love to do and do what you're really good at. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, so when I started uh, Repic, my PR firm, uh, April 16, 2017, like I didn't know what I was going to do in terms of uh, how I'd help clients or what types of clients I would work with and all that kind of stuff. So but what I figured out over the first couple of months was that what I really liked to do and what I was really good at was writing stories uh, that are, are viral. And then I really enjoyed pitching those stories to media um, on a massive level. So I got rid of all the other stuff that um, I didn't like doing and wasn't good at. And then I focused only on writing these very compelling newsworthy stories for clients and then pitching them to media. And so just kept doubling down on that, raising rates, and uh, fine-tuning the process for, for getting those placed in, in high-level media outlets. And that's what I've just continued to do. How did you choose media as a niche? So I was a journalist for 20 years before I started my uh, business. And I created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So literally my whole life, I've, um, I've basically been a journalist my whole life since, you know, I was reading the Sun Times on my mom's lap when I was like a year and a half. So there's a picture of me as a baby doing that. And uh, I would read the Chicago Tribune sports section with my dad when I was a kid. And uh, so like, this is literally all I've ever wanted to do. So um, I just kind of pivoted a little to writing the same types of stories just for for clients and then pitching those stories to media. So it's been a lot of fun and very rewarding because um, I'm still a journalist. Uh, it's just in a different way. And you had, in one of our previous discussions, you had also mentioned that mentoring played a role. Could you speak more about that as far as you as the mentee, first of all? Yeah. So this book I, I just wrote, it's called Epic Business um, and it comes out May 19th. And essentially it's the 30 things that I learned from high level people um, visionary type entrepreneurs and CEOs, uh, the 30 things I learned in the first 30 months of my, of my business. So the, the first one is again, do what you love to do and what you're really good at. So most of my day, uh, you know, 89% of my day is just talking to incredible people around the world and listening to them and, uh, implementing the things that, um, that just kind of pings in my brain. And then, uh, I implement those into, into my company. So, um, it's really been fun because it's not really work for me. Like talking to people um, on a very high level, I just just really enjoy it. And I never get tired of it. Um, I think I have like just today, 13 or 14 calls with founders and CEOs, amazing people across the world. Um, and then I just like telling these stories. So it's all about learning and listening to people and then implementing the things that, that work for you. 
and genuinely caring about people as well. Well, you have this huge, amazing, amazingly powerful network. If someone's listening and they, they say, you know, I want to get mentoring, have mentoring experiences, but I don't have a network, mm-hmm. how could they get started? I mean, what did you do to build that network that you have? So as a journalist, I always had a good network in terms of sources and, and that kind of thing for stories. Um, but for being a business owner, that wasn't necessarily the best network although it was good for pitching stories it wasn't good for new client acquisition and things like that so um i spend large portions of time each day reaching out to people connecting with them talking to them and then a cool thing is again my network is gigantic but it's only the beginning um of this this global reach that i'm experiencing right now like when you talk to someone great Um, It's not just talking to them. It's talking to everybody in their network because when you talk to these people, they'll just kind of be like, oh, here's somebody you should talk to or here's someone you should talk to and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So when you first start that, it's like, you know, just reach out to as many people as you can and then um, you'll figure out who you, um, who's your tribe. I mean, it took me years to figure that out, um, but now I know the right people I want to hang out with. And just to give you a, you know, easy numbers of remember to get my first five clients, I reached out to 5,000 people. So that's one in a thousand. And so as you're trying to build, build your network, it's reaching out to three, 400 people and maybe 20 of those people will become valued network associate kind of folks, but it's a numbers game and you got to put in the effort and time to, to do it. What does the outreach look like? Is it just, let's have a phone call. Is it more focused? I mean, what do you do? Yeah, so it's really interesting because writing this book, what I realized is that although I have a PR firm, I realized what my company really is. This is this giant incubator of geniuses around the world, and we introduce each other for mutual gain. And the byproduct is I'm constantly getting these intros to companies everywhere that want to hire my firm. So business for me has been booming lately, even with COVID-19, because I only work with people who are visionaries um, who think with an investment mindset. And those are the only people in my network. So if someone's like, what do you cost? I'll never work with them because they don't have a visionary uh, investing type mindset. So in terms of like how this networking works is like, I'm probably making 10 to 20 intros, high quality intros to people every day. And I'm at least getting five or six very high quality intros every day. So my calendar is just filled with these phone calls or Zoom links or uh, conference calls or Skype um, on WhatsApp app a lot now. And so it's just endless, uh, again, endless abundance for all these amazing people out there. And again, I never, get, I never get tired of it ever. So my unique ability is writing these stories on, on uh, all these awesome people and then networking at a high level. And so... That's what I really like to do and what I'm good at. And for me, it's a drug. I'd never get tired of it. So it's just fun for me. You mentioned endless abundance. Can you talk more about that? What does that mean to you? Yeah, so there's a lot of folks who have a scarcity cost uh, mindset right now, which I understand, but I always have an abundance mindset and that's how my clients are too. Um, in terms of like, there are so many opportunities out there right now. It's really unbelievable. My business has never been busier because there's all these 
businesses that are uh, leveraging this opportunity not only to you know grow their business but to genuinely help people with their products or with their innovations and stuff. So when you have the right abundance mindset and the positive mindset, it only attracts people that are like that. And um, the way I am, I'm very intentional, very direct. It weeds out all the nonsense, all nickel and dime businesses, all people with a, a cost scarcity mindset. And then I only work with visionary type people. Um, so I'll go into a, a room of, you know, 20 entrepreneurs, 20 business owners, whether it's small business, et cetera. And I'll start talking like this and 18 of them will look like, look at me like I'm insane or crazy or an alien, but those aren't the people that aren't go are going to be in my network. It's only the one or two people that totally get it. That would be, in the network or referral sources or clients or whatever. And those are the only people I want to work with anyway. So I'm very intentional about who I want to work with. And then more importantly, who I don't want to work with. We originally connected on LinkedIn. What tips would you have if someone says, I want to grow my, my LinkedIn network and I want to grow it the right way, not just a numbers game. Yeah. So um, first of all, I am like, if somebody says they're a LinkedIn expert, I just like, and I just think that term is, me personally, I think it's just so ridiculous. My LinkedIn growth has been all organic um, and I just have fun with it. I was just throwing stuff against the wall and see if it, see if it works. But my advice is, uh, and again, I think I'm one of the very few people doing this, but I use LinkedIn as a commercial for other people. It's very rarely about me. Like I'll post some things if I get to have a new client or, um, or, you know, there's stuff about my book or whatever, but mostly it's like, oh, I had a great meeting with so-and-so and here's more about their company. Or, hey, here's a, a client who's a, who was in the Chicago Tribune or, you know, trains or something like that. So I'll post a link and then tag the client and then the journalist that wrote the story too for them as well. And so, like, tagging people in LinkedIn and then, like, really interacting with them, that's, that's really important too. So. Like for me, that's basically number one business development is, is uh, these meetings, whether it's virtually or, or in person or then, and then social media posts as well. Like that's the number one thing. So what, what kind of things do you post about? Is it just your interaction with the person or is it you posting about what they're doing? Yep. It's more about what they're doing and then what their business is and then why they're so cool. And then, so I'm in all these like crazy high level networking groups like strategic coach and entrepreneurs organization and provisors. I just joined secret knock, which is unbelievable. And so like, if it's a connection through one of those, I'll be like, Oh, and this is another great EO Chicago connection. And this is a great provisors connection. So then a lot of times the people who are in those groups see it as well. Um, but again, it's really, it's, it's, um, I know a lot of people say stuff like this, but it's not about me. I mean, I really try to make it about the other person. Um, and uh, it's weird because like the way my brain works is uh, I'll just intro people to each other because like my brain kind of pings with like, oh, I'll talk to this person and their brain kind of will mesh with somebody else I talked to like four months ago. I don't know how, but it just works that way. And so I'll just do an intro to people and then, and then uh, you know, a week later they'll be like, hey, we, we, and I talked to this person you intro me to. I don't know how you knew that, but it's like we're like best friends now. So that's kind of just how my brain works, and I'm constantly doing that. And again, I never get tired of it. What does an introduction look like for you? <laughs> for me, uh, so yeah, some people have these long intros with how great this person is, and here's links. So I go, 
most of mine are like you two geniuses need to talk and then that's it and so the here's the a lot of the a lot of these times you know these long elaborate intros the other person never writes back um but in mine the other person always writes back because the person people in my network they don't mess around with that nonsense they know that an intro for me is a very big deal because it will help them meet a person who's like-minded but also someone who can either directly help their business or introduce them to people who can genuinely really help them so um it's fine if you want to do these long elaborate intros for me it's like i know that the ones i do are just as effective if not more effective with a quick you know you two geniuses need to talk kind of thing and with all the groups that you're involved with how do you choose what groups because time is so valuable Mm -hmm. how do you choose what groups to get involved with yeah. So when I first started my business, I was in smaller level networking groups with a lot of small businesses. And I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? There's, you know, these people don't understand what I'm talking about. Is there something that's wrong with me? And what I realized it wasn't me, it was the group that I was in. So I just keep talking like this and then finding the right groups that where there's more people that think like me. So the two that, uh, well, there's three now. So EO, Strategic Coach, and then Secret Knock again, which I just joined all three of those groups, a hundred percent of the people for the most part, have my positive forward thinking mindset on a a global level. Um, And those groups are, they are not inexpensive to join. Um, They are a heavy investment, but for me, it's well worth the investment. Um, And again, for the most part, the the less somebody charges, the the lesser quality of a group it is, and then uh, the more problems it will cause. So when people don't charge enough, I'm actually wondering like, why are you charging so little? Is there something wrong with this service? Cause you really do get what you pay for. And, um, but yeah, these groups, they're like, it's insane. The people in here, man, I'm just like honored to be a part of them for sure. What are you doing to network within the groups? Is it just introductions that you spoke about or is it, Hey, I just joined EO. Let's get on the phone and talk. I mean, how do you, um, so so this is what I mean. Isn't this interesting? We've barely talked about the fact that I own a PR firm, but that's my, I don't really have a PR firm. I do, but it's more of a, an incubator. So that's what I mean. I'm, people are more fascinated with how I actually connect with people than getting people in media, which is the thing that actually makes me money. Um, but I'm more interested in talking about how, how I network. So I, your questions are super interesting, but um, no, it's like, when I joined EO, there's a database of some people you can, you know, connect with on a global level. So I reached out to them, said, Hey, we'd like to talk. And then, then I just talked to them. And then a couple of people told me about some great Facebook pages with these members. So I posted on Facebook, like, Hey, welcome. And then I just kept interacting with people around the world and, and talking to them. So it's never, it's, it's never about trying to get a client. I mean, it's just talking about business and talking about life and that kind of stuff. And then and then clients just follow naturally. So again, like I, a lot of people listening to this probably think I'm some type of like alien or making no sense, but the people in my network totally understand it. And a lot of them have the same type of mindset and they, and they think the same way. Well, when it comes to networking, especially with the type of network that you have, how do you grow it productively? Because I always look at it as you can be popular and, or you can be productive or you can be uh, productively popular and you could know a million people and not be getting business. How do you convert it to business without being too salesy? Yeah. So I'm not salesy at all. Um, that's what I mean. So like literally I'm just helping people constantly and the byproduct cause I'm constantly getting interest to people that want to hire my firm. So, um, that it's, it's hard to explain, man, but like, I just, 
it's not about selling anything. I just generally want to help people, the right people. Um, and trust me, you can find people that are users pretty quickly. Those people stand out right away to me. I have a pretty sharp sense, sharp sense of that. But all the people in my network, they're just like give first and they want to help generate business. They want to help people. And so I'm just kind con- again, constantly interacting with those people and it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing and growing and growing. This, like, so like, this is just the beginning. I'm, that's why I'm excited. Cause like I have a giant network globally, but it's just the start of it. It's going to be even a week from now or two weeks from now or three weeks from now, it's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And there's so much opportunity out there. So much abundance even now that like, you know, most people, they, they just can't, they don't understand what I'm saying, but, uh, the people I hang out with, they do. When you say help people, what, what are some examples of how you help people? Oh my God. I mean, mostly with my intros because, um, I mean, a lot of the intros I make are genuinely life-changing for people, whether it's someone who can mentor them or someone who could be a client or someone who can introduce them to someone else. So I have, you know, tens of thousands of people like that, that, uh, want, those type of intros because they want to help people or they want to introduce these people to someone else that that's in their network. Um, again, when you hang around these people all day, all of these folks just want to pay it forward. Constant. It's constantly the smaller level thinking, uh, businesses most of the time where there's not a lot of revenue, it's because they have a scarcity mindset. They don't have this abundance mindset to help first, they think of more like it's going to hurt their business as opposed to like, Oh, helping people is actually going to help my business. And so I dealt with a lot of that small time nonsense when I first started, because I, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I was hanging out with the wrong people, but now I don't hang out with anyone like that. I just hang out with all these great people and um, all the rest of the stuff just weeds it. It just weeds itself out. How did you bridge that gap between the small minded people and the, the like minded people? So imagine it's not like you can't just hit a, a light switch and suddenly turn no, on your network. Not. So one of the chapters in my books is when you start a business, it takes two full years to figure it all out. So it's not two months. It's not six months. It's not a year. It's two full years. So my business has always done well financially, knock on wood, but it really started to really started to be seamless around the two year mark uh, because I was in the right networking groups. Now I was working with the right type of clients my rates were weeding out all the people I didn't want to work with anymore. Um, the processes of writing and pitching stories were much more streamlined. Uh, my website looked a lot better. So like, yeah, this doesn't just like happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen in like, um, you know, overnight. And, you know, the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is you can really work on yourself. You can, you know, um, you can learn from failure. You can, um, you can learn how to improve yourself, learn how to improve your mental acumen, learn how to help people in, in bigger and better ways, learn how to connect people in bigger and better ways. So it's just endless wanting to grow. I mean, in corporate, I was always, always felt like I was trapped and they didn't know what to do with me. So they were giving me all these weird jobs. Um, and that's cause I should have been an entrepreneur probably the whole time. But, um, you know, like, listen, it's all about helping people. It's all, it's all about being around the right people. And it's all about genuinely uh, connecting people to the right people as well who can change their lives. How did you find the, how do you define the right people 
Is it mindset? Is it what their type of business? So the people I deal with now, they don't ask, what do you cost? If anyone asks, what do you cost? I'll never work with them. So people I work with now, they say, what is an investment with you look like? When someone asks, what do you cost or what do you charge? They're almost certainly not going to be a good fit for business because they're, they're going to have that. They have a scarcity mentality and they're always going to think about spending money as opposed to investing money. So that's to me is one of the most important things. Another thing is like, you can tell right away if somebody's like, kind of like me where they're like, Oh, I know somebody you should talk to. And then they actually make the intro. Um, and what I've noticed is like, I'll make a bunch of intros for people, really good ones. And then the ones that like never return the favor, they just kind of disappear. Then most people just, they leave the network. They just go away, but there's always multiple people to replace them. So again, it's positive mindset. It's abundance mentality. It's helping people. It's not asking what do you cost? I mean, you know, it's, it's just, you know, it's, those are the, those are the big ones. And, and, and closing with doing what you love to do. How do you, how do you figure that out? Because there's so many options of what you could do. Yep. So I figured that out organically and I've known my whole life. This is what I like to do anyway. Um, for people that don't know how to do that in, in strategic coach, which I'm in, there's a thing called unique ability. And so the process they have for that is like you write down 30 things that you do every day, whether it's for your business or whatever. And then you cross off 27 of them. So you're left with three of them, the things you really like to do and what you're good at. And then you kind of mold a, a unique ability statement or a couple sentences, um, and you know, let's say what you like to do and what you're good at. And then you just kind of, you try to like make that the center of everything. And so 95% of my day is doing my unique ability. I, you know, 5% is like admin and stuff, but 95% of my day is doing what I like to do and what I'm good at. So it's never, never feels like work. And what is your unique ability? I can read it to you. I'll go, I'll find it. I should probably, I should have the darn thing memorized, but all right. So mine is I'm hardwired to seek out and create viral thought provoking stories that the media craves. And I find the best stories when I network with visionary entrepreneurs and executives who understand the value of investing in themselves and their businesses. So that's 95% of my day. That's pretty much all I do all day. It's good to do what you love. That's, that's got to feel really good. It feels great. And again, it's, um, I don't like for me, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do that. It doesn't make sense. Um, and I think what's going to happen with COVID uh, long term is that there's going to be a lot of businesses that wind up being like mine, where it's where it's uh, low overhead cost, high price point, only work with the best people, um, and easily able to pivot. Uh, I think that's going to be a an interesting byproduct of all this because, like, my business hasn't changed at all. In fact, it's been busier than ever because. The, when you work with only the best people, they don't look at things as cost. They and they have budgets to invest in, so they're not cutting back at all. They're you know actually scaling up. So it's really it's really exciting when that happens. Um, again, when you're around these people with the abundance mindset. Thank you so much for the time and insights today. I think that's a perfect way to close. Is close with the think about the abundance mindset and like-minded people. Thank you so much, Justin. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.